for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, January 28th, 2014. This is episode 111 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evening, right here, live, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee joining me this evening. It's just me and Eric, man. What's up, Eric, man? Not much, Matt, man. Just me, you, and this uh, big bowl of baby oranges over here. Nice. Hanging out on Skype. Hangouts. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out on Google Plus. We got a community up there and all that. And you can also leave us messages. I don't know if they knew that or not. I know we mention it at the end of every show, but I'll just mention it. You know, here you can you can leave us messages. If you want the number, you're gonna have to wait till the end of the show. But uh, so uh, we should start things out. I want to mention, give a quick shout out uh, to the guys and girls over at All About Android. They uh, we were talking a while back about that lady that got pulled over. And then got a, a ticket or something for wearing glass down in California. And uh, I, I thought it was cool. They actually, like, flexing the power of Twit, got her on the show and, and was talking about it. It, it was a pretty cool uh, interview uh, thing. So check that what out. What did she have to say for herself and her behavior? Uh, she got off, remember? Like, so they couldn't sure. prove that the video device was on. So it was all good. But, yeah, if you want to hear more about it, check out uh, what episode was that. 145. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. But I'm sure if you listen to this, doing... you know about that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so we're at 111, and they're only at 145? Right. Hot on the heels. Hot on the heels. Quantity. <laughs> Look out, Twitch. It's all about quantity. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, her name was Cecilia Abadah. Abadie? Abadai. Abadie. So, yeah, check that out. Um, we should also mention, uh, I did a review when, when we were at CES. I got to mess around with the Glyph, uh, the Avangant Glyph. They had their Kickstarter that started uh, this week. I think early, or no, it was last week it started. Uh, like Monday or Tuesday, I want to say. But, so, <laughs> this thing, it's the it's it's kind of like the Oculus, but it's like a, a mobile personal home theater, basically, that you wear on your head and it projects these, you know, really nice uh, light right onto your... It's called a virtual retinal display. It just blasts that that light right onto your eyes. It's got good sound, good headphones, uh, and it's just awesome. It's like a very uh, immersive experience when you have it on. You're watching a movie or doing whatever. It plugs into anything HDMI. Anyway, they had their Kickstarter, and uh, what was it? The first day they hit their goal? Of two hundred, I think I read within the first three hours they reached their goal. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right now, as of this recording, they have eight hundred and four thousand one hundred sixty-eight dollars, almost to that mill mark. Well, Matt, let me ask you this: when you were doing your when you were doing your hands-on at CES, did it look like you know our nice friend in the Kickstarter video, or did it look more like that? picture 
in your article, which is like circuit boards and clear plastic and no, not at all. It's that that was an earlier version. That one wasn't even at CES. That was just a picture I used because it was cool looking. You could see the guts of it. Um, but gotcha. the one I believe the one that the Kickstarter backers will be getting is the one. It might be a version up from the one that was at CES. It might be the same one. I'm not for certain, but it's. They said that the version people will get will be more streamlined than the one at CES. And I noticed the one at CES, like I wrote in my review on a new domain, it, it was a little heavy on the bridge of your nose. And it kind of, I think if you wore it for a whole movie, it would kind of start to fatigue a bit. But they said that the version that the backers would be getting, I believe, is, is going to be uh, a lot lighter. Well, not a lot lighter, but light enough and uh, more streamlined. Wow. So th- this looks really neat. I-, I want one, dude. If I had a spare, what is it, 600 lying around, yeah. I would definitely back. Or 500. How did the how did the picture quality look? Like, how would you... Awesome. I, awesome. How did, and how did it rank, you know, the immersiveness between it and Oculus Rift? Well, it's it's a different kind of immersiveness. It's like when you... <laughs> Uh, I, I guess it, the best way to describe it, it's like when you when you're you're sitting at home and you just got off work and you just want to relax and you get your mind into that open state that's just ready to absorb movies or television, you know, like either by alcohol or cannabis or you know whatever you do to get relaxed and ready to just get blasted with with a television movie. It's more that kind of like you just kind of lose mm. yourself in what you're watching. You're not interacting with it, though. Got it. So, so the immersiveness comes in that the only thing you can see exactly it is blocks the everything out, both sound and any kind of external stimulus. I guess stimulation because you're Stimuli? completely in this this headset. But yeah, definitely check it out if you got a spare five hundred. Uh, there's still room as of right now. Uh, to get one of the beta devices in black, white, or blue. Estimated delivery date December 2014. And if you live outside of the U.S., you can add another 50 bucks to that. Why would it take them a year to to get to this? Like, if, if you're saying it was pretty much done... Well, like I don't December know how... 2014 seems... Done the demo was. I mean, it seemed done, but, of course, mm. they say that... Uh, you know, it says here that uh, compared to the physical alpha prototype that they now have in our hands, they will deliver a comfortable balance fit that applies minimal pressure to the user's nose and ears while still looking great. It'll have slimmer ear cans reduced approximately 50% in thickness, uh, a thinner and more lightweight visor with a cover that minimally impacts your head and hair during audio mode use because that's important. You can also flip mm-hmm. these things up and just wear them as regular headphones. So, um, And then a slim cable that connects either an HDMI cable or an audio jack. This seems like a really cool airplane accessory. Yes, right? <sighs> waiting room or accessory. Very long <laughs> waiting, well, waiting room. The like, best waiting know. room accessory. If you had these laying out instead of magazines, you would be the coolest doctor office ever, especially when you're like oh, okay. you're piping in ads to the user, you know, or something like that. Just, yeah. That I mean, this could make like uh, this could make something like the DMV not seem so bad. Yeah, exactly. Though I'm not sure I'd want to share avant glyphs with the 
you know, public at large. You know what I mean? Well, right. I'd definitely have to like Ugh. wipe it down with with Lysol a, a bleach that. wipe or something. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, really cool, uh, we'll put links to that in the show notes. You guys still have uh, some time to get one and get one for me uh, while you're at it. So uh, yeah. let's see. Oh, we should talk about this. The uh, founder of AOKP leaves. Where's he going? To Cyanogen Mod. Cyanogen Mod. How cool is that? They're taking that. Uh, they're taking that investment money and putting it to good use. No um, kidding. They, we saw in – I think we talked about this on the show. Back in December, they had posted uh, some some job uh, – like, jo- you know, help wanted things on their website for um, developers and a few other things. And, yeah, in, in one week, they announced that they have hired the founder of AOKP as well as the founder of Chameleon OS or Chaos or Chaos if you prefer. Chaos. Chaos. Harness um, the chaos. It's really interesting. Like I, I, I find this really interesting. And the only thing I think that would make this more exciting is if they announced that they, that they hired the founder of Paranoid, uh, the Paranoid Android ROM, because like the basically they've gotten two out of three of like the most, um, the most uh, like inventive. Uh, Android ROMs out that's, there. That's the ROM dream team right there. I mean, if you get J Remy while you're at it, you know, like you could you could assemble quite a team there. Yeah the the only thing that makes me a little like worried though is like they're they're getting all these people, and how I I don't know like I I'm a little I'm a little gun shy at, at how well they can deliver. Like it seems like they're they're pulling themselves out of the. Uh, like the initial funk they had with support of the Oppo N1. Um, but I don't know. Like it seems like people, a lot of people turned against them uh, on the internet, at least when they, when they announced that they were turning into a company. So like things like this, is it going to further isolate them and take away community uh, participation in lieu of, you know, I guess just people that work there participating? It, I don't know. I, the Cyanogen mod thing, I think, is is going to be a. It's going to be something neat to look back on and see how it actually turned out because I I think that it could very easily go one way or the other. Right. It, it is kind of interesting because we've been watching this thing grow and develop from day one, basically, and it's it's like this it's like this interesting case study in like open source community business almost. You know, yeah. it, it's it's really interesting to watch. Definitely. Um, we oh. should. Uh, the article on Fandroid points out just just some some back story that uh, his name is Roman. He started this AOKP project in November, 2011, following the release of the Samsung Galaxy Nexus. Remember that? Remember that? I do. I still have Galaxy Nexus over here somewhere. Yep. Me too. Just sitting there waiting for its battery to be reinserted so it can come back to life and do something <laughs> kill us all right uh so let's talk about this uh you posted the the case study here the oppo n1 bug fixes and otas this is interesting you have an oppo n1 are you still loving it i i love it but i don't necessarily love the software you love the hardware seems... still but not the software yeah like the 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 this version of cyanogen mod is pretty buggy which i'm used to dealing with buggy 
you know, versions of Android when I load custom ROMs on them. But this is a device that the CyanogenMod team was, like, you know, theoretically hooked into and working on since day one. Right. So it seem, it just seems a little odd to me that there's still these these little problems. Now they did they did explain away like some of the big ones because um, it's 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 a little funny on their official bug reporting thing. It's me and like maybe two or three other people that are reporting all the bugs. Really? Um, yeah, and like one of the big ones was that the little O click, like the the keychain thing that you can use to find your phone um, or take pictures remotely, was broken out of the box when it came to CyanogenMod. Um, it just didn't work. It would not pair. Um, so they they sort of explained that how you know they had to deliver. Uh, code by a certain date and they didn't find out it was broken until after that so now you know they're going through this like incremental OTA process and so they they sort of explain like how you know how they they deliver the OTA to CyanogenMod's QA team who tests it and then once they're fine with it it goes through this like special series of tests I think that Google um, Google puts out that it has to it takes about eight they said it takes about eight hours every time they run this test test it takes about eight hours for it to finish and that it's kind of you know they they describe it as somewhat fickle right in that it like it there could be some weird hiccup like uh you know a network ping taking too long um because of google being down let's say um but because that fails the entire thing fails and they have to start all over again. Eight hours, eight hours later, back eight to the hours. old drawing board. So it, I mean, they, this seems to me like it's, it's a little bit of, you know, trying to placate people who were getting like kind of, kind of pissy. It's a press on, release. On like forums. here's all of the people that, you know, bitch at us for why things take so long. ETA, do you got an ETA, bro? What, what's the ETA on this, bro? What's the ETA? Like, here's yep. why: because sometimes you have to run a test for 38 freaking hours or 32 hours or whatever the case may be. And, yeah, it, uh, I mean, yeah. but at the same time, you you look at this and say, well, I I bought into a Cyanogen mod phone that's not even running the latest version of Android. Like that doesn't. Something there does not compute. It's opposite day, right? Because isn't is that opposite. why you would get CyanogenMod previously is to have the latest and greatest because your carrier isn't, you know, pushing it out. Yeah. Well, and and like little things like they didn't they didn't actually create a section on the bug reporting tool for the N1 until like two weeks after it was out. It's just little. They're not they're not huge missteps in like in like the grand scheme of things but the the combination of all these little missteps just you know hasn't made this the smoothest launch um but i let me let me also throw something else out there if you look at this case study thing which is all about like the n1 and bug fixes and otas you know, some of you CyanogenMod users are just – you are just absolutely retarded little babies because <laughs> on, on, on a post about this, you have people saying, please, KitKat for Galaxy Note 2. ETA? You know, ETA, ETA on CM11 of Hercules. What happened? 
It's Please. like take it somewhere else, idiot. Good lord. That's awesome. I like the I like yeah. the other comment that's like too late for explanations. Keep us in the dark for too long. I loved you, CM, but I ninety one hundred with Omni ROM Kit Kat now running perfectly. Just like a little like meh. <laughs> well, it's it's I I just don't get it. Yeah. The I ninety one hundred, but that's not this. That's not the M N one. Yeah, Ronaldo Medeiros, what is wrong with you? <laughs> call him Take out. Take it to a different forum, you idiots. Right? Who else? Who, call him out. I don't Who know. else? And Zachary. I'm calling all of them Zachary Hinson. Yeah. Gangster. Hinster. Slow, slow mod. You need to get a life. Man. That's right. Four slow posts. Mod. Come on. I think puts the slow in slow mod. It's I mean, just, for real, right? This post. This post. But. Classic case study, in. right? Classic case study. <laughs> yes, every every case study I've done has resulted in retarded comments. Oh, I like I like this comment from some jerk off named Eric Finkenbeiner. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> no, I like how you backed him up though. That that's good because it did kind of well, seem going the other way there. Well, it's it like, and I I have no I have no like special affiliation or connection with CyanogenMod. mod i if somebody else is doing it better that's fine if omni rom is putting out a better rom then flash omni rom but i bought this phone because the combination of the hardware and then the people making the software right. i thought would be cool and i kind of i can cut them a little slack because this is their first phone they're not a huge huge company though they do have a lot of money behind them now like they could right. they could do some things to to clean this up this is a this is like my favorite phone that I've ever owned. It's a wonderful phone. So you know, I, I can give them a, a couple more months to see if they if they can, you know, clean this up and make it like where I'm I'm getting these releases the same day as everybody else and I'd be happy. Well, and at least it's software, right? I mean, it's harder to push a hardware OTA than a software OTA. I mean, am I right yeah, or am I right? Am I right or am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Okay. And the hardware is solid. So. Yeah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's talk about Nintendo for a minute. I heard that there might possibly be some Nintendo game love for my Android tablet and or smartphone. But now, but now I'm reading that that's, that's not. I don't know what to believe. Eric, what do I believe? You tell me what to believe and I will believe it. Well, let's let's start with this Nintendo story. Um, <laughs> believe what I put in the Google Plus community, which is that it would be a mistake for Nintendo to do this. So I I'm not surprised that they're coming out and saying that it is not that they're not going to be making Nintendo software for smart devices and things like that. What makes a Nintendo they they understand that what that Nintendo software Nintendo games pair with Nintendo hardware. That's their bread and butter. And they're not going to, A, you know, sacrifice all all of the Nintendo hardware sales, but especially they're not going to cut their own throats and, you know, sacrifice the 3DS, which is the, I think, I think it's still like the most popular and su- uh, successful um, gaming console month by month still. Like it sells a lot. But more than what their their possibility 
on the Play Store and then even iOS. I mean, like, I, f- I don't know. I-, I get what you're saying about the hardware pairing with the software and, like, you need this this specific controller console setup to really get the most out of this game. But I feel like it's Nintendo. Like, you can you could do this, right? You can make a Nintendo so Android fickle. phone, and I would buy it. Because the experience would not be as good. Like, if you, if you were getting Zelda A Link Between Worlds for your iOS device or for your Android phone, it's not going to be as good or the same as playing it on a Nintendo 3DS. Right, it'd be like playing an emulator of it or something. Yeah. But we've also seen Rockstar, they're porting GTA, they ported Max Payne, I think that was them. Like, it's sure. it's possible. Final Fantasy. Like, we've seen it. It's possible. And the gameplay is... that are multi-platform to begin with. That's true. That's very true. And, and I mean, I would I would counter and say, look at Sega. <laughs> look at that company. Why don't they from... then... Or, yeah, like that. Or why don't they do something like the Ouya and make an Android-powered Nintendo console? Therefore, they could control the hardware and the software. Boom, Nintendo. You're welcome. There <laughs> we go. You can send the check to where, Matt? <laughs> you can send me a review unit to... <laughs> uh, but what it's... were you saying? Sorry, before I rudely interrupted no. you about Sega. No, it's just that if you look at Sega, like they, they haven't seen huge success. And the Sonic franchises were... were they were big sellers back in the day. And now, like, all of these... All of these, uh, you know, properties, like... Sonic, Jet Set Radio, they do marginally okay, but they're not nearly as successful as they they were like when they were released on on the Dreamcast or on their own platform. That's a good point. I've I bought the Sonic game when it first came out for Android and like I've I haven't really even played it since. <laughs> but I think if it was something where I had to sit in front of my TV and put the game in the console and turn it on to play Sonic, like you you're more absorbed in it, I think at that point. Yeah, and I I'm still of the mindset that, you know, it, especially for me, like when I buy something on mobile, I I don't give it as high of a value as right. I give, you know, something that comes on console. It's more and, casual, I mean, right? Yeah, it's it's more casual. I'm not gonna like I I I don't even really play a lot of emulators anymore on my on my uh you know, mobile devices. Yeah, me neither. Because it's not meant for that. But honestly, I mean, truth be told, I've got some time invested in some of these games, you know, Shadowgun Dead Zone and, and uh, Death Dome and, and uh, Into the Dead now. <laughs> like, I, as casual as game they are, whereas, you know, I, I sit down and play them for 10 minutes at a time instead of, like, sitting in front of the Nintendo playing Mario Party for, like, hours at a time. But I don't know. I'm also older and wiser now. So, <laughs> what I what uh-huh. I think that they could do is is they they could they buy could release BlackBerry. companion apps. Oh, what's that? I said buy BlackBerry. You went the other way with that. Yeah, no, that definitely don't buy BlackBerry Nintendo. Your stock will tank more. <laughs> um, they could they could do like companion apps. Um, right. They I you know like to where if I have um. I, I don't know. It could be location-based, like things that are not games, but that still interact with the Nintendo universe. They have the, they've been trying to push this, like, 
the I forget what it's called, like a me, M-I-I, like these little these little humanoid things that started with the Nintendo Wii and they've they've continued with the Wii U, where you have like a your own little avatar of yourself. Right. Yeah. You could do something with that. But they're not going to cut into their core business. Well, and what happens when their core business continues to tank? Well, the only reason it's continuing to tank is because they've made some really bad decisions with their hardware, I think. Sure. So, like, their their IP portfolio is really, really solid. Um, Metroid, uh, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario. Um, I mean, what are some of the other ones? They have, like, there's a lot of, like, really, really solid franchises in there that they can they can make these mistakes and still be okay because they're sitting on this big pile of cash. Um, but they need to they need to turn it around quickly, and I just don't think mobile is the answer. What is I mean, where else can they go? They just gotta make better consoles then. I I think that's it, because I don't think console gaming's going away. No. I think console gaming is here. It's become they're... more expansive though. Like if you look at the what the Xbox and what the PS4 has become it's more of a like a home theater system rather than just something I game on, and that's true. And, it, and Nintendo and hasn't why, like, done Nintendo... anything like that. Well, they did some with the Wii U. There's yeah, like this, kinda. this like TV functionality sure, yeah, built in. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's they're all half measures. They they really just need to get their heads back into the game. Um, I think that they've they've sort of. And I know this isn't gaming podcast, so I apologize to everybody. Uh, but they've they've sort of taken this this thought of the family and casual gamer, and that's that is what they're targeting, a hundred percent and solely. And the problem with that is the casual gaming market has exploded, but it's exploded in mobile. So right. they're targeting an audience that don't want to invest that much money in gaming, and they've forgotten about their their more hardcore. Uh, gamers that want to have a wide variety of things. They they want to they want to be able to play Call of Duty while at the same time be able to buy Cooking Mama, you know, ten and ordering pizza. And <laughs> wouldn't that be cool if you make the pizza and Cooking Mama and then hit order and then it gets delivered to you? Boom! Um, <laughs> that it, you can send the check to Matt and he will That's forward right. it on to me. Or, I'm sure. Or review unit. Um. So yeah, so I, I don't think Nintendo moving to mobile is is the right move at all, which is why I, I don't think that I don't think that the board or anybody in leadership at Nintendo would go for it. I like in the comments, Nintendo will share the same fate as Blackberry. <laughs> Who said that? Or the next Call them Sega. out. Uh that was Aaron C. Aaron, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. We should start just totally calling out people on these articles we we talk about. Yep. And I am big, totally and big, big CIX saying Nintendo is the next Sega. You're an idiot also. Yeah. So they're not we go. not the next Sega. Nintendo Nintendo has piles of cash. Nintendo was the first Sega. Come on. I like how they're bringing the robot back. I used to have a Robbie the robot way back in the day. First Nintendo scheme. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Motorola confirms the $50 smartphone. What is this? The Moto G coming out on the cheap. Uh, Dennis Woodside, I uh, said, we're going to look at 
that and just delivering on the value promise is super important. Uh, he says in much of the world, $179 is a lot of money, so there's a big market at a price point of less than $179. Uh, he says there's no reason that can't happen, so we're going to push that. Why can't they be under 50 bucks? <laughs> Eric, I don't see why that can't happen. Uh, Dennis, it's because you need to make money, but now that you're owned by Google, I guess, yeah, I don't see why that can't happen. How about free smartphones? F it. Free smartphones for everyone. It should I've happen. Seen, I've seen $50 smartphones. But I'll tell you what, they're, not, they're, talking they're, about, they're talking about phones with 8 gigs of storage. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, had, I have 16 gigs of storage on my phone, and you know what? It is damn not enough, not even close to enough. Constantly Dude, should we flash back to I'm when I got my Nexus 4? Constantly running out of space. I'm like deleting yeah. pictures. I'm like uncaching music and it's still running out of space. Wait, hold on. And, and Why I, are I you seem, making 16 gig phones? Stop I it. I seem to remember some, some other, some like podcast co-hosts telling me, oh, well, 16 gigs is fine. You just have to use the cloud. I'm using the cloud. I'm I'm using the whole cloud, and it's not enough because guess what? The stuff that's on the cloud, when you want to actually use it, you have to bring it onto your device. Oh, thank you. So aggravating. I'm in total agreement with you. Now, I if feel vindicated, granted, okay, if you can find a way to stream music to my device from the cloud and delete it as it's being played so that you're really only using about as much space as it takes to buffer a damn song, like, then okay. But until we have that technology, stop making 8-gig phones and 16-gig phones because it's ridiculous. I need at least 32. Thank you. Why are you skimping on the storage? We have storage. There's no reason. I have like I have like 16 right here, right here in my hand in this tiny micro SD. 16. I bought a 64 God. gigabyte flash drive. Amazing. And it cost me like 20 bucks. I'm sorry, but that I I know, right? Other not everybody uses I know. I know. And and you can give your mom an 8 gig phone and she she's only going to send text messages on it anyway. Yeah. But for most people, come on. Eight yeah, gigs? This is why, are you kidding me? This is why I opted for the 32 gigabyte phone. Yeah, well, like the 32 Verizon the, wasn't offering the basement it. Model. So, whatever. I was going to so tell sad. you to do something rude, but I, I stopped okay. myself. Well, Matt, let me ask you this. Did you read the rest of Dennis Woodside's little interview where he talks about premium customization really what's that more colors and different wood no, hold that no here let me let me uh let me heart like let me channel my dennis woodside on the more premium side we're pushing more customization today you have colors and beginning and beginning of materials but you don't have screen size and you don't have functionality and we're going to bring all of that in the next year or so really functionality and screen size yeah. What does that even mean? I, I think I think in general it means probably um, RAM. You're, you'll and, be able to etch your processor. name into the back of it. Is what that means. 
I thought you'd be happy. Is this I Project this Ara? Is that part of Project Ara? It probably is. It's, it's like you can. Here's your customization. You can buy this little CPU block and, and pop it into the back of the phone. Boom. Done and done. Why not? I like where he's going. I definitely I like where he's going. Uh, I hope we get there in the next two years, so when I'm ready to upgrade again. Well, you know, that it's funny. Like, this story kind of links to another one. Like, the, the rumor about the Nexus line going away. Oh, yeah. What's up with Project that? Project Ara... And Motorola are maybe like are being staged to replace the Nexus line. I don't know. You you have that, and then you have this story uh, about Google bringing Chrome apps to Android, and I mean, and iOS also. It's like you get rid of that. We got Chrome now. We got Chrome apps on Android coming soon. Like it, it's interesting watching this all come together. Yeah, I when I don't know like it seems it seems like the whole like merging of the two of uh Chrome and Android like or actually it seems a little bit more like Chrome overtaking everything. I don't know how I feel about that. Like that might I don't know that that'll be the right decision if it happens. Yeah. I was more I on the other side thinking that Android would would replace Chrome, but you don't don't you need both? You need a browser, obviously, right? For your, I feel I like you do, but the browser's getting a little on the bulky side, though. Now, like we all used to use Chrome because it was super fast and lightweight, and like I'm running one, two, three, four, five, like eight tabs, and Chrome is just like memory suck. Yeah, it's sort of getting the Firefox treatment. Like it's just it's killing it's killing like. Just sucking down all the memory. Yeah. Like, all the memory. But think about 73%. all the legal problems they've had with Java. Yeah. But Maybe they're, they they're working on that, though, with art, right? Won't that get them away from having to use Java in the runtime and everything? It would get them away from Dalvik, but I don't know that it would get them... It wouldn't get them away from Java overall because all the programs would still be written in Java. Right. Hmm. I'm not... I'm not sure. So, so what, is there going to be a new Nexus 10 then? Because mine is getting so slow. This is this is the what people are postulating is that there might not be. That you might just see... What we might see is just like another Sony or Motorola Google Play Edition tablet, or Samsung, which is not what I want. Or not, not even. Is it going to be Samsung or no? Well, it could be Samsung. And they're done it, with it just Tizen. Seems like those... That's weird. What's that? That they're done with Tizen. <laughs> yeah. That well, I, you haven't heard much about Tizen lately, so no. maybe they are done with Tizen. But it just seems odd that they would dump something like Nexus, which is a, which is a successful brand in my mind. The fact that when I say to when I mention Nexus to people, they know what I'm talking about. Right. That why would they get rid of that? Glass. Answer me. Glass, maybe. Glass. <laughs> Are we moving away from tablets and phones, and we're just they're we're all in on wearable? 
I don't know. Yes, they're gonna they're gonna give us those contact lenses so we can check our blood sugar. Yeah, that it, will replace my smartphone. It better do more than check my stupid blood sugar. I mean, that's I get that's awesome for di- diabetes sufferers, but I need something that overlays amazing, wonderful virtual reality into my boring, lame, stagnant real reality. That's that what I nuts. need. So, uh, I I just I don't hold know. on to those Nexus devices, y'all. They might be worth something. No, I'm kidding. They're not going to be worth anything. But it it just seems like such a dumb move. Yeah, like keep with it because people buy Nexus devices, especially if you're a developer. Developers buy them because it's so easy to get in there and learn and try new things. Even with even with the Oppo, like it's not as easy as a Nexus device in terms of you know messing with it and and you know uh, customizing it. It's close, but it's not as easy. Why would you get rid of the Nexus line? Well, this, this is all coming wrong. from a blogger, a Russian blogger named Eldar Mertzazen, uh on Twitter. So, and they don't know where he's getting the information from. But I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Wait, hold on. Google Play. That's the source? That's what it says. That's sad. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. Mm. So, uh, let's see. Oh, did you see this? The uh, latest Facebook app update, better or worse? It uh, wants access to your text messages now. So, I don't know. Is that new? I feel like it's always asked for that, <laughs> but I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. Why not? On the app permissions well, menu, the site asks for access to read your text messages, SMS, and MMS, and to add or modify calendar events and send email to guests without owner's knowledge. Uh, the app update began gradually rolling out to users' handsets at the end of last year, and a number of concerned members have complained that these new permissions are intrusive and unnecessary. See, yeah, I thought that it's been around for a while, I feel like, when they first did that. But now people are, like, noticing it. Yeah, well, so here you have that from the the table from Facebook support. So as far as Android permission, they they don't tell you everything they use them for. They just have examples. So read your text messages. We could be using it to, yeah. If you add a phone number to your account, this allows us to confirm your phone number automatically by finding the confirmation code that we send via text message. I don't need your help. Or I what could, about to inter- text and read. What about to intercept the the dual factor authentication text message if if you're trying to to log in? Maybe they can look at that and, and read it and and know that hey, this is okay. Yeah, it's right. It, you need this crap. Nobody needs this crap. I, I install this. I should uninstall it again just because I need space. Because my damn phone only has sixteen gigs. Hey, Facebook, but how's home doing? I feel like I use it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Sensitive subject, bro. Gauntlet thrown. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I took out Facebook Messenger because I, I don't like using the chat because it's just annoying. But I feel like I, I – what am I going to look at when I poop? Feedly? Nah, I don't want to read news. I want to make snarky comments to people I know in real life. But like on the their Reddit app, but on oh, the internet, real life. right, right. <laughs> my friend, my roommate calls it face pooping. 
Because he only looks at Facebook when he's pooping on the toilet. Anyway. Better hobbies in Montana. Face pooping. Yeah, I took it there. That's right. All right. So we should all just uninstall the Facebook app and we'll see you on Google+. Plus. Yeah. It, I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves that Google also well, know, right. takes a lot of information and permissions and stuff. But If you want to play on the I internet, you're going to have to deal with some of that if you want to come play with the rest of us, you know? What you could do is, if you're running CyanogenMod, just do use that privacy guard thing and just disable this particular permission. Yeah, well, yeah, if, if, there you go. Um, and I think there's other ways to do it, like if you're not running CyanogenMod. Oh, I'm sure. Um, that seems like a better option, though it will probably crash face the Facebook gap when it tries to use it. I was using Friendcaster for a while. I still use Tweetcaster uh, for my main Twitter app, but yeah. Uh, did you see this? The uh, some specs leaky leaky for the Nokia Normandy Nokia X, the Android phone that Nokia is possibly making. Kind of not. Kind of cool. Uh, it appears Nokia is moving forward with its much discussed Android smartphone project, despite being in the final stages of sale to Microsoft. Of course, uh, first leaked under the codename Normandy, the phone is rumored to be a replacement for the aging Asha range of phones, which runs Nokia's uh, Series Forty software. It comes with four gigs of memory. Uh, it says if the rumors are accurate, it'll have a four-inch touchscreen running 480 by 800. It's a good res. Uh, powered by dual-core one-gig Snapdragon 512 RAM. Really? Uh, huh. All right. Uh, a whole four gigs of internal memory. What? There's a micro SD slot, five megapixel camera, and a modest 1500 milliamp battery. So you know what this is for. Crap. It's so that way they're sitting side by side in in the um, in the Verizon store, <laughs> and then the people will the go for the say, Windows phone. Well, we, have these, we have these nice Nokia phones. The Android one's not that good. The Windows phone one's great. Oh, here, check this out. I'm gonna load Chrome on both of these, and you you look for yourself like that. It only has half a gig of RAM, yo. <laughs> what is that? Jesus. What do you run? You could barely run the Android dialer now on half a gig of RAM. Come on. I I don't think it'll even boot. Yeah. A lot of people have dreamed of Nokia Android phone, but this is probably not it. Uh, dream, dream come true. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Uh, what about Android PCs? Is this for real? I'll... <laughs> Is this for real, yo? We saw one at CES by HP in the commercial uh, side of things. That's pretty slick. We mentioned that. Uh, I I would definitely do my computing on one if I had one. So what you're referring to is is the sort of like the dual like the dual boot thing where it's Windows 8 and Android? Or are you talking right. about a desktop that yeah. is just... Oh okay, I could see I could see that too. Um, Are do you think they would like make a one that, thing. that was just Android? I if feel you, like it would always it would have to dual boot if you're going to sell it as a desktop, right? Like to to really be fully functional. I mean, can Android I think it would fall into the same category as Chromebooks? Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
I'm just um, thinking like you Chromebook could you could get audio support, video support, and all that. You could get a, a recording. I'm just trying to figure out if you could do a podcast on one of these desktops in Android. Like you'd need some sort of audio recorder, some sort of multi-track recorder. I bet you could do it though. I mean, it's everything's there. You just would need to build the app. You know, no one's done it. You yet. could, but the there's not the support like the driver support right, and stuff exactly. for a lot of mics. I'd rather just boot up my XP box and uh, there we go. Yeah, it's a lot easier. I because I tried doing my podcasting. Uh, I mean, this was maybe two years ago. I was trying to do it from the Transformer Prime. And it just really was not a great experience. No, you need more memory. And it was the audio. It was it was solely the audio. It's That's the fact because that, they were you, know, run, you can't have a good mic. They were running those all in one plugs. Yeah. So, it didn't yeah, have I mean, a separate. In mic all fairness, headphone. you can't do it from an iPad either. Right. Well, there's it, not the support. Right. But there's more, I think, uh, on that side than there is on Android. Right. Really, now. for mics. For, like, yeah, audio recording, um, stuff like that. You see the iPad DJs and crap like that. Like, there's specialized stuff that, that runs on it. That Ah. Yeah, I haven't. I never tried to look for that sort of stuff. But yeah, that, because it's stupid, That would be a neat Eric. idea. It's because it's stupid. You're not well, a DJ not, not if you're using your iPad. Come on. Let's be real here. Well, you're not going to DJ, but I, I can see podcasting from it. Yeah, maybe. No. Oh. I don't know, we, man. We've gone down a lot of really weird tangents today. It's because it's just the two of us, dude. I know. There's nobody to keep us in line. I know. <laughs> so we're just talking crap amongst each other. I know. I know. Well, what mm. do you say we just do some app picks and wrap this thing up then? All right. Yeah? You want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. okay. What, what's your app pick? You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Oh, weird. My app pick is called ZD Cal, and it is, it's a calendar... And it was it was I think featured on XDA and they talked about it as like the the prettiest calendar app and I must agree uh, it's very nice. Um, one thing I like about it is uh, it puts like a calendar widget like when I pull down my notification bar I have a calendar widget which shows me an entire the entire week and it has different colors like if there's a holiday it has a different color for the day that I'm on currently. Um, so it's really nice, and then when you actually open up the calendar app, it's just uh, it's just very it looks very beautiful. It was it was well done, um, and you can import your uh, calendar from Facebook, from Google Calendars. Um, if you're a uh, if you're a lady, uh, you can also set a menstrual cycle calendar, which I I found very. Uh, very nice. Very nice. I'm tracking my cycle. Or even if you're um, a guy and you want to know, like, when is a good time to, you know, be around your your girl. That I not even lying. I knew somebody that tracked that sort of thing, so that way he could, you know, bring like flowers or chocolate or something nice to his special lady. Right. During that time of the month. So, gentlemen, if you're trying to, or ladies, hey. If you're trying to, you know, do something special for that uh, special lady in your life during that special time of month, get this special calendar app. Nice. Yep. All right. I got one. Uh, I got a snowmobile yesterday. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, I got an old Polaris, like a 97 XLT triple pipes. Going to go take it out. It's all modded out. Going to go ride it on Saturday. So 
me and my buddy because he's got one too not not as new as the one i got is but same same sled basically same parts for both of them so we're we're good to go there but uh so we're looking for different random places to go ride and everything and i I was like oh i wonder if there's any snowmobile type apps we live in montana there's snow and uh i found one called polaris snow trails and this thing's kind of cool it gives you uh local riding conditions wherever you're at using your gps so it'll tell you if it's good bad crap you know whatever um It'll let you track and share snow trails if you log in with a, a Polaris ID. I guess I've just been using it as a guest. Um, and you can, it's kind of like my tracks where it'll let you record a track and it'll give you information about it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So if you want to go ride trails or if you snowmobile, it's called uh, Polaris Snow Trails. Check it out. And it's free. And it's free. Absolutely. So there'd you have it. Anything nice. else before we call it an evening? Uh, let me peruse. Let me see. Yeah. I think we have an email address. What's that? Oh, we do have an email address. Yes. It's show at attack of the androids.com. And that phone number I teased you about at the beginning of the show. It's four Oh six, two Oh four, four, six, eight, seven. Leave us a message. If you have any questions, comments, concerns regarding Android or anything we talked about here. And if you want to send me an Avangant glyph, you email that address. Yep. You send it via email. All right. AttackTheAndroids.com. That's our site. Subscribe in iTunes. We got a Google Plus community. Hang out with us throughout the week there. Uh, Facebook page, Twitter account, all that stuff. It's all on the site. So check it out. Check out our articles over on a new domain.net. And we mm-hmm. will see you guys tomorrow evening for Yats, Thursday for Point and Shoot, and uh, Friday for the Jam Hole. So. Have a great week, and we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Internet. It's Attack of the Androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. AttackoftheAndroids.com